I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power Purpose Podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. And this is the end of the year. I'm here with my buddy, Jason. Hey, it Jason. is. We're coming to a close. Days away from the final days of 2019. Of yes. the end of a decade. The end of a decade and yeah. a year of our uh, podcast. And I want to thank all of you who have subscribed. Mm. Thank you so much for your reviews. Jason, I just love hearing um, what you've gotten from our podcast and how it's transformed your life yep. and how the various tips that we hand out have worked for you. And today, uh, how about we talk about, did we take any of our own advice? Yeah, exactly. Well, as part two of our, of our end of the year sort of in review for 2019, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of from the past episodes, you know, takeaways that we think are super valuable. Let's say, and I'm not saying anyone who listens to the podcast has done this, but let's say you've done none of the things that we've talked about. You haven't done any, didn't do any homework. You didn't try to do any of the tips or things. You're just like, but you're like 2020, January yeah. 1, I'm turning it around. Yeah, you're just in your car listening to our podcast, mm-hmm. smoking a J, <laughs> going like, yeah, such good advice. Yeah, and then and... doing the same things over and over again. Yes. Um, so, so we're going to talk about now personally based on this last year of podcast and you know things that we've said and advice what's affected us what we think you should do all that good stuff yeah but but we're not going to be judgy judgy no. because i feel if people do nothing but listen to it that's that's pretty good yeah that's still something there's you, you may get a subconscious effect uh, from that and just you know if hopefully when you're making a decision or doing something, one of our voices drops in and goes, don't do that, or you should do that, then yes, yes then I think that's, then it's worthwhile. 100%. Everything we listen to uh, affects our subconscious, mm-hmm. and it's a nice break from listening to news about Trump. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say get that out of my head and mm-hmm. put some positivity in your head, and especially us creative people, We've got to really be careful what we put in our subconscious. Um, yeah. It can really affect you. So if we're talking about our podcasts in mm. in 2019, one thing that really transformed my life, um, which was the advice that I gave, um, was getting a mentor. Mm. And as you know, um, I don't remember which episode that was, mm-hmm. but I'm somebody who mentors other people. Mm-hmm. And... This last year, I've watched people that I've mentored, um, mostly as speakers who I work with, Mm -hmm. go on to make all this money and have speaking careers. And I'm really proud of them. Mm -hmm. But then there was a little part of me going, um, am I hiding behind mentoring other people? Mm -hmm. And when we did that podcast, Getting a Mentor, I went, you know, that's what I need. Mm -hmm. I really need that. But who? How? And so I was at a real low point um, this year, and I just felt I'm coming to maybe the end of my life. Who knows? I mean, Mm -hmm. the biggest lie we tell ourselves is that we have plenty of time. We don't, especially when um, you're my age. And so I called up my BFF, uh, Laura, and I said, I need help. I need a mentor. And she said, I'm in. 
I'm going to develop some exercises for you to do. Um, let's go drive out to Oxnard, and there's a hotel right on the beach, and they have free happy hour, <laughs> and we'll stay overnight, and you'll do, write out these exercises. And she mentored me. She got me to put down dates. I'd get things done. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, I hit those dates. Nice. I have been <laughs> so productive. Mm-hmm. Um, the book I've been working on for the last five years, done. Yes. The new Comedy Bible is coming out January 26th. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the Comedy Bible workbook, I've been trying to get that done for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Done. My one-person show done and you would think like how did i do that i i i took my own advice Mm -hmm. get a mentor nobody does this alone i was telling everybody get a mentor and then oh what am i like above that Mm -hmm. no but i am direct proof that getting a mentor um can really have someone that who you're accountable to Mm -hmm. And set some dates and get it freaking done. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I will jump in with one from me that I think really, really affected me for 2019. Uh, going back to, let me make sure I got this right. I'm cheating and looking at the list right now, but um, is uh, back in episode 43 where we said, uh, where we talked about creating space to create. You know, one of the biggest problems that, a lot of creatives have is they say, Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to buy this, you know, thing to teach me how to do that or buy this tool. That's going to help me do this. And they get, they buy all the tools. They do all the knowledge. They do all the, they get everything together and they have created no space in their calendar, in their lives, in their physical workspace to actually execute anything. And especially now in my last, you know, two months, you know, in November, you know, I had surgery. I also released a TV show on Amazon Prime. You know, there was a bunch of stuff happened. And um, I'm coming out of all of that stuff now. And the things that get me most frustrated uh, is that lack of space. And it's because when I was in every day is an emergency, everything needs to be solved. I'm not creating any space to do the work that I need to do to make things happen. I'm still checking boxes. Things are still getting done. Things are still going out the door, but I'm suffering in it. And until I stopped and went, okay, we got to take a couple days to create some space. I got to clean my office. I got to get some stuff out the door. I got to, you know, for me, a physical environment, the local landscape is very important. So you're not talking about, I need to create some space in my calendar. Oh no, that too. We're talking about all of those things, physical, mental, emotional, the whole deal going one by one saying, let me clean up my local space. Then let me sit down with my calendar and actually block off time for creation and making things because I haven't been doing that because I've had so many deliverables that, you know, every day is an emergency, especially when, when you're when you're releasing something but what if you know the people listening like i don't have space I, you know i have a family i have to earn a living mm-hmm. i've you know i have to i have to all the shoulds i have to do that are really real mm-hmm. how how do they create well that that's space? the thing is like you have to take a conscious effort over that you know uh is it carl jung i forget who says the thing it's like the things you ignore in your subconscious rule you in your conscious mind or something like that to where things you don't acknowledge. So 
oh, if you keep saying the phrase, I don't have any time and I have all these responsibilities, and all this stuff, I'll guarantee you every single one of those people have never sat down and literally listed out every, here's everything. Here's what my day looks like. Here's what my, how can I put this in? How can I, it's that preparation phase that doesn't get done because everyone thinks they're always overwhelmed. Yeah. And I ebbed and flowed in that, especially in the last two months, because I had so much stuff that was waking up every day to a new emergency because the time, you know, the calendar days are falling off and you're right there. And because I stopped doing that practice, it began to affect me emotionally, creatively, physically. And now I'm getting back into the, okay, let's take some time today. Even if it's 15 minutes to just start, let's clear some space. Let's, you know, put some dedicated time in the calendar, put some, even if it's an hour, even if it's 15 minutes, taking the time to create that space is one of the biggest things that I, that I would say I've taken away. Uh, and you know, I always used to do it, but when I fall out of it, it's so important to get right back on and start doing that kind of stuff again. Oh, well, that's awesome. And, and, um, another one that, um, episode that I got, uh, took away and did something with Hmm. was the one we did on, do you remember what is your time worth? Yeah, that was going to be my next one. Oh, okay, great. See, that one for me is something I think, as for the audience, if you haven't done anything else this year, that one is the most important. But I'm going to let you go and explain your end of it. Well, what is your time worth? Mm -hmm. I did something because of that episode gave me uh, the courage to do it. Okay. Um, And I was having a lull with my speaking clients, right? And then I got a recommendation from a speaker bureau of a CEO who wanted um, me to write their speech. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it and I thought, what is my time really worth? Because I've been so engaged in projects that are for me and things Mm -hmm. I really like. So I'm going to give away a part of the hard drive in my head and my talent to this person. Um, What is my time worth? And I and I also wanted to give a huge, nice check to the agent who recommended me, mm-hmm. right? Because I want that really encourages people to recommend yeah. you again, yes. right? Absolutely. So how do I do that? So I can't. I have to charge more. So they they told me the budget they had. Mm-hmm. I asked for a thousand dollars over that budget. Mm-hmm. They told me, no, I'm sorry, our budget is not that. It's lower, mm-hmm. and. Then I went, oh, I might lose it. I might lose it. I might lose it. Then it's like, then I went back to that podcast and I wrote to them. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I said, well, then I wish you luck and I hope you find somebody good for that oh. price. <laughs> Ten minutes later, you're, you're hired. Nice. <laughs> and, and that took... I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. You know, I always go, well, it's all right. Yeah. You know, at least it'll be okay. It'll yeah, be work okay. is work. You know, I'll get, yeah. you know, I don't at have, least I'm making something. At you know? least I'm making something. Mm-hmm. I could really use it now, Christmas time. That extra money is good. Mm-hmm. But um, I did that. And it was remarkable because when I decided what my time was worth and put it out there in the universe, other people 
absolutely accepted it mm -hmm. and they're and they're thrilled with me so um you know and and i'm feeling good about it and i'm feeling good about the work and i'm feeling good about going the extra distance yeah for them because yeah. they under promising and overperforming. yeah uh -huh. you know right? you can do all that when you've made that decision like you know i i always look to that because i mean now for me, that's how I judge every minute of every day. So <laughs> that's why I don't do a lot of things. But uh, for any creative, taking that time, because in that episode, we talked about how you have to be brutally honest and you have to sit down and you have to look at yourself and write this down and really pick. Because, yes, if you say you're worth $1,000 an hour, you, you can say that arbitrarily and no one may, may ever pay you for that. But then you then it makes you ask yourself the question, what kind of person do I need to be to earn a thousand bucks an hour? And then that can start shaping you and get, put you in the direction of where you need to go. Yeah. You know, I, my nephew uh, just started driving and uh, he took me out and he's just, you know, just starting. He's a senior in high school, getting ready to enter the workforce or the college or whatever. And if I could distill any piece of information onto him, that would be the one thing is figure out, you know, how much is your time worth? And the moment you do that, you're going to start doing things that are way more rewarding for you and a lot less, you know, if I think about all the times I, I all the, the amount of money and time I put into being cool in front of my friends. And if I had all that money and time back, <laughs> I would be a multi-billionaire right now. Like I would just be, I would be crushing it because I wasted a lot of time on that kind of crap, you know, or, you know what people call deportment, like making yourself look like you're something that you're not, you know, in order to f manipulate someone else or whatever. If I could have dropped all the time I did that as well, oh, to, to get all that back would be huge. So, so yeah, I think that's, that was, that's listen a Listen to one. that's a good episode. Yeah. Another good episode we did. Is this mm -hmm. too much patting our own back? No, I, I just, I just stay. Hey, if, if, <laughs> I would say if if you think it's something valuable for people to do, then then let's point it out. Well, I'm just I'm just pointing these out because I took my own advice. Nice. I mean, you know, we all give advice, but it's another thing to to take it. Mm -hmm. The other thing that really helped me um, was building a routine. Oh, okay. That, do you remember that podcast mm -hmm. we did? Um, well, I took that into action. Mm -hmm. And I was having a real problem. I really wanted, um, when I met with my friend who was mentoring me mm -hmm. um, to write my play, I didn't have any time to do it. I had a lot of obligations. Mm -hmm. um, I was under contract to also write a book at that time and mm -hmm. to have a deadline for that. And how was I going to finish this one person play that I've been wanting to write for 10 years and haven't had the time? Mm -hmm. And so no, no more excuses, which I think was also another podcast we did. Yep. But building a routine really helped me because I got up at 5.30 a.m. Mm. to write the play. And um, when you're up that early, I found that after I did it for like three days in a row, the next day I wasn't going to wake up. But there I was up at that time with uh from a night of dreaming about the play i woke up excited to get down to write it because my brain because of the routine mm -hmm. um was shooting me 
ideas. Mm. Right? Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, I got to get up and write this thing. It was like, oh, man, that's a great idea. I got to write it down before I forget it. Mm-hmm. Get down there. Get down to my office before I, it's my office in my house. But, you know, write it before you forget it. Yep. And so I'd go like 530, 630, 730, 830, mm-hmm. right? I just wrote for three hours. I got the whole play done. Mm-hmm. I got it done. Something I've been dying to do for 10 Years and from that, from that building the routine that became repetitive for me mm-hmm. was awesome. Nice. So my final one, uh, which which I think I, I I took this into consideration a lot. It's been coming up quite a bit more, especially as I'm speaking to like sponsors and stuff for uh, for various projects that we're working on. Uh, but one of the ones that that's kind of been always floating around in my head since we did it was episode 59, where we talked about. Not everyone needs to love you. Oh. That's one of my because I'm yeah. sitting down now with uh, with with corporations that are looking to invest in or sponsor, you know, things that we're working on. And they've got this really weird mentality of, well, how is everyone going to enjoy this? And I'm like, if that is where you're coming from, this whole venture is going to fail. You know, Seth Godin talks about the smallest viable audience. What is your smallest viable audience? If you could just hit, or, you know, the other thing is the 1,000 true fans. If you had 1,000 people who read everything you wrote, bought every product you sold, told everyone about everything you did every time you did it, that's all you would need. You don't need 900,000 followers. You don't need, you know, what people have is these fake concepts of, oh, hey, 3 million people have watched that or 200,000 people have watched that. But yeah. But how many of those people can you actually leverage? How many of those people actually help you get to that next level? And that's because if you're just trying to make everybody happy, you're going to make, ultimately, you're going to fail because nobody's going to be happy. You have to find your audience and be with your audience. And even if it seems like there's something big, because there's there's been some big offers on our plate, but it doesn't serve the people who helped us get to where we are now. So we're not going to pull the trigger on it because it's like, this doesn't serve the, you know, our true fans or the people who actually love us, the people who are going to be there, not just for season one, but for season two, three, five, nine, 12, all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's a real question that you have to ask yourself is, am I trying to make sure everyone loves me when I, you know, write my comedy? If I didn't get the whole room to laugh, is it getting scratched off or is it those six people who laughed really hard? Maybe I need to learn more about those types of people because maybe that's my audience. You know, if you start getting into this, I have to make everyone love me or everyone like me or do things that are everyone in, all inclusive. Yeah, you're just going to suffer and you're never going to find where you want to go. 100 percent. And I think every person who's a stand up comic or a live performer mm-hmm. listening to this knows and has had that experience of an audience laughing except for those two people in the front row Mm -hmm. and that's all you focus on yep what the hell why were they there what do they do they're taking out their phone Mm -hmm. they're texting during my act you know what the f and 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 yeah you that's very hard to let go of Mm -hmm. but that is freedom and i just want to end with this is that our episode on purpose and depression. Mm. Wow. This podcast has 
helped me with my depression. And I don't want, I don't like talking about a lot because I, depression is always for those of any of you who have suffered from it. Um, you know that uh, you're a little scared because it's all mystical. How come you're not depressed? Is something going to trigger it? If you talk about it, will it trigger it? But I do find this notion of this entire podcast of feeling like when you know you're on your purpose in life, mm -hmm. whatever that is, that that has truly helped me um, eliminate feelings of feeling depressed. Mm -hmm. And it's been a remarkable year for that without having any, any of those episodes. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage all of you to, you know, just know that you all have a purpose here and, and you, we all need to take any kind of action to help find that purpose and live that purpose and take action on that purpose. And I truly want to thank you all just for listening because I am very, very grateful. And it's okay that not all of you love every episode. I'm, I was right before, who gave us a four? Why couldn't they do a five? But that's just what you're talking yep. about. Not everybody has to love us. Mm -hmm. Right, Jason? Absolutely. And, um, and thank you all. And I hope uh, you all come to the book signing that we're having. If you're in L.A., there's also going to be one in New York on the New Comedy Bible, which I'm so excited about to truly help you launch your comedy career. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening, and let's find your message and launch your career.